welcome to the beaten track i'm joe bullock and as always i'm joined by lou baker hello joe how are you i'm great mate yeah yeah very good um yeah i must be in a good mood actually i've been a bit of dancing before we started and uh and yeah i'm um I'm ready for it. Well, it was my choice this week, so I think that's made me extra pumped. That's why you're happy. Whenever it's my choices, you're kind of like, yeah, I just can't. You know, I can't wait to get it over with. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so this week we're doing um, Iggy Pop uh, and his uh, 2016 album Post Pop Depression, uh, which is, I guess, a bit of a comedy album title in. If if that's a thing, um, which he collaborated with um, Josh Homme um, from Queens of Stone Age and, and a couple of others as well. I'm sure we'll talk about. But um, yeah, it's, I think just Iggy Pop. He excites me. less of the enthusiasm but i do i do like iggy pop uh, i don't find that listening to him changes my mood that significantly but i'm glad it's ha- having that effect and yeah this is a fun album and not one that i had uh, really listened to before so it was good to very easy album to enjoy and to mm. pretty likable album really yeah well I, yeah i think i, I wanted to do something relating to Iggy and obviously I think I first thought about the Stooges and also um the idiot and I know the you know things that we really like but then I thought it might be interesting to look at this as a bit of a um I guess an artist trying to sort of break some new ground but not not that it's like experimental or something like that but it's got a bit of like the combat record sort of feel to it a, a slight sort of um and he starts to sort of, uh, in the lyrics, he kind of deals with his legacy and, and, and mortality a little bit. That makes it sound like it's sort of a depressing record, which is not at all. Um, but yeah, it's definitely sort of um, a more end of the career sort of um, feel. But yeah, as you said, still um, a very enjoyable listen. So it's quite an interesting record for a lot of reasons, and probably particularly because Iggy's career has had so many sort of, twists and turns and and he's probably i think fair to say he's not had a great deal of success for quite a while and uh, i think he said himself he wanted to up his game for this for this record yeah and i mean when i was listening to it it's kind of got i guess there's two sort of strands that you sort of get i mean the first is like as soon as you put it on it's like okay this sounds like a josh army record and then Mm. The, the vocals that Iggy's doing, because I'm more I used to listen to Stooges, for example, this very raw, uh, sometimes, you know, not the most conventionally, like, good singing voice, and sometimes almost... He gets kind of conversational on this record sometimes, but you, the more sense you get is of the sort of Bowie era and um, 
the kind of smooth uh kind of vocals and you know if you think of a, an eggy song like night clubbing or something that's i think that's the the vibe that he's coming across with on this album rather than uh the more punky uh side i guess um so yeah i mean the josh homie influence we've talked about queens of stainage on this album uh, on this podcast before but i mean just the the style of production the sort of the very crunchy sort of bass lines and the, the drums it, it it's very punchy it sounds like what his work with the arctic monkeys it sounds like his work with, with his own band um but still that um i think in terms of iggy as a songwriter his he's very much dealing with previous i know you said it's like a legacy album an album that deals with legacy but it's also got a lot of vocal themes and stuff that i sort of associate with with him but also you know things that i associate with josh harming like vultures and things like that those kind of mm. um symbols so it's an interesting kind of collaboration yeah i mean i think it was i think it's sort of seen i guess as a a pop record but i think they you know certainly from the album art it's sort of kind of more of a collaboration uh, sort of effort there's, there's definitely you know there's no doubt that um you can hear homie in the record and i think i think it's interesting that i think because obviously i think iggy pop sort of singled homie out and, and asked him to ask him to sort of work with him um and i think that's just a, an interesting choice really and pro- probably one based on the kind of person that homie is like you said you know probably work with a lot of um just collaborated with a lot of people is probably a big thing you know you've got the queens of stones but you've also got the desert sessions and all that and them crooked vultures the arts and monkeys as you mentioned whose drummer is um the drummer on this album so yeah there's and in the production like you said um there's a sort of trademark homie sound to it particularly sort of not really similar, but definitely similar-ish to like clockwork in its um, in its mm. feel, uh, which is definitely not a bad thing because that's um, that's a great record. I think that we that we both like. Um, but yeah, it's an interest. It's interesting that he picked him. He picked to work with him at this time of his career because yeah, just coming back to the sort of the the, the sort of end of the career sort of thing. I think there's just been. I know that there was a sort of collaboration with the Stooges at the start of the century that was um you know i've never really listened to those records i don't think they're particularly sort of highly regarded and um and then also the other record that he released before that was like a french cover album with a co- covers of like michelle and uh, and mm. also serge gainsbourg and stuff which is actually quite fun um but yeah i think it's interesting that he that he sort of um yeah, it was definitely a sort of upturn in his career, both both in the album, but also in the tour and the stuff. Just the, just the the fact that he had a really good band to go out and play all his old tracks, including all the stuff from the idiot, and uh, and lots of people sort of likened him and and Homie to to his relationship with with Bowie when when he wrote sort of the idiot and that back in the seventies in Berlin, that that he was that maybe Iggy Pop benefited from having someone um, to to write with and maybe to ground him a little bit. Mm, yeah, I mean, I think so. I think the, the evidence is sort of there in the album. I mean, I, I mean, I, yeah, I really like this album. I think um, the, the it's difficult 
to talk about because I think this part of it is just that it feels very sort of it does feel like it's very cohesive and sort of just sort of very listenable punchy album I like the sort of the sort of moody kind of themes of it and the kind of the slight sort of on songs like Gardenia for example the kind of allusions to, to drugs and things are kind of it feels like a kind of recapitulation of like you know some of those things on like the idiot or, or lust for life and stuff but it's kind of like he's an old an older kind of voice but then at the same time it's still this this willingness to kind of perform quite quite earnestly and quite um even through the limitations of his voice and stuff i think there's quite a he carries quite a lot and i think choices there are choices that i think he wouldn't have been able to make without um the kind of the complexity and the and the power of the production i mean like like vulture or something i feel like it would sound quite silly if you didn't have because it's kind of like this um very strange like singing after he says vulture and stuff is kind of cooing and i just homie manages to lend a kind of quite epic sort of sense of scale to a an instrumental track that's not necessarily that complex it's one of the more subdued songs on the album it's just mm. like begins with this guitar and you can hear the sort of feedback and the noise in the background and stuff but it still reaches this kind of climax at the end and i think that's what most of these songs have is this real sort of core to them and all the songs are kind of very i mean i like all of them but to, to some of them i'm less keen on but i mean the first few tracks are great and um yeah it's the production really excels them and yeah yeah completely agree i think i think you're right i think just benefiting from having you know some great musicians there um and a genuine sort of like this sort of avant punk sort of thing and then yeah the production i mean the there's strings in there there's also there's just some great backing vocal moments and yeah and, and everything i'm sure when we go into the tracks in more depth we'll touch on them but um yeah, there's absolutely no doubt that uh, that Homie's integral to that sort of sound and and gives it the depth and and yeah, I, I mean, I, I don't think it's it's not like a sort of perfect record or a record that that um, yeah is sort of extremely experimental or anything like that. But yeah, I think the, it's particularly the first side and the first couple of tracks, like you said, I think it's excellent and 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 really enjoyable to listen to and maybe not so much the the second side there's um a couple of tracks i don't like as much but um yeah the first couple of tracks are great and it's um yeah i think it just it's yeah mate i think it might be a case of 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 two people you know not just josh homie adding to iggy pop but um i think so it's one of homie's best records in general as well i think it's um it's him up in his game and stuff um you know, I think it, it could be up there with with some of my favourites of his as well. So it's not just a case of of, of like Homie came along and he was all perfect and and you know um, provided this for for Iggy. Um, but yeah, should we go into the tracks? Yeah, yeah, sure. Well, I mean, the opener is um, "Break Into Your Heart," and I get I, I'm 
I guess we should start there because it's, a, I mean, it's a great track with a fantastic opening line of I'm going to break into your heart. I'm going to crawl under your skin. And it's got a real sort of swagger and groove to the, um, to the, to the drive of the track. And yeah, you mentioned before Iggy's vocals, he's, it, it's almost more of a croon or, or a draw kind of thing he's got going on as compared to the sort of, I mean, there are a couple of shrieks, um, but there's not a sort of TVI sort of style mm. vocal. Um, and which, but I really like it, and I think it's particularly effective on tracks like this. And um, it's also really well countered by Homie's backing vocal. You know the sort of falsetto uh, thing that Homie has going on. It's kind of weird. There's a very very small man with a very very deep voice, and a very very tall man with a very very high voice. It's um, quite funny, but a great opening track. Yeah, and I think also you know you contrast it with something like TVI um, from Funhouse. I think the the musicianship here really does emphasize those the different style of songwriting because it is this repeated melody of like break into your heart and it's kind of quite a repetitive song it's this kind of repetitive groove uh but it's a very simple kind of bass line and um but very sort of textural and kind of gritty and i think that really sort of emphasizes the vocals which are this sort of crooning and yeah, it's just this wonderful sort of groove, and you've, you'll find um, just really great rhythm sections on other tracks as well. I mean, like Sunday, which has this incredible, um, yeah, kind of groove to it. And this, even though on some songs I'm not as big on like the choruses or the melodies, I think there's always something that makes me kind of enjoy listening to it, whether it is. You know, you talk about Josh Homme's uh, backing vocals, but you get other um, backing vocals mm. brought in on other songs to kind of just add this really sort of more glaring shift to like the different songs, this kind of real shift in tone. And yeah, like you said, the string sections that get put in at the end of songs. And it's kind of, yeah, like you said, it's not kind of necessarily experimenting too much, but it's kind of this it's got a sense of playfulness and I kind of just willing to put everything into the songs. Yeah. I mean, I think there's a lot to be said, I think for the rhythm section, I think Matt Helders is a extremely, um, extremely good drummer. And um, yeah, the, the, the whole feel of, of, of a lot of the songs. And, and I would agree with what you said, actually, there's even songs towards the end of the album that it's not that I don't like, but I don't think it work as well, but even on them, there's still sort of, guitar sounds or there's a, there's a texture to the songs that is still sort of um, enjoyable and 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 stand out in a way. Um, I mean, I could talk about a lot of these first tracks. You mentioned Gardenia before, which has got fun, amazing sort of like these openings of like shimmering guitars, which are quite sort of in opposition to the, the guitars on the opening track. Um, and you talked about the choruses on the album. They are quite, repetitive and, and almost awkward in a way and and, and quite slow uh, but I, I do love the one on this on this track and and the backing vocals again are really good um and some of the lyrics i think will there will be lyrics that pick out iggy pop's an interesting one with lyrics because it, they're always there's, there's more kind of just like very sharp moments um you know he's not someone whose lyrics are incredibly in-depth or anything like that um i love the lyric america's greatest living poet was ogling you all night um that's a fantastic lyric on on that one 
Mm. I, I like also the sort of guitar at the end of the chorus as well. This kind of twangy, almost like just free note guitar lead that kind of extends and really buzzes throughout. And it's kind of, yeah, I do. And I, this kind of this sleazy um, subject about this woman he likes and, you know, the implication that she's sort of got, you know, a, a habit on the side or something. It's, 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 it's almost quite a strange because he is quite an old man. So it's like, <laughs> um, I mean, no offense to you, of course, but it's kind of, I think it is funny, some of the lyrics and the, you know, yeah. Um, and it, it's almost like an old, you know, like albums that people make when they're old, they kind of can seem kind of um, like they're not keeping up with the times as Paraguay feels a bit like that, but in a kind of good way, I think, because he's so funny with it and, um, Mm. sort of complaining about mobile phones and stuff etc it's kind of ridiculous but he brings it to such a insane sort of height that it makes yeah it yeah he's you know he's constantly um yeah uh, there's a sort of charm to his um to the way he goes about those things and you know he's I think and he's well into his seventies, but you know, there's you know, when there's no sense when he's performing or anything like that that he's sort of um lost the character that he's that he's always um he's always been. Uh yeah. I mean, you mentioned Paraguay, I'm sure we'll get on to that one, but yeah, I mean that some of the lyrics at the end of that are yeah, fantastic, I think. Um yeah. I mean I don't know where you want to go. You mentioned Sunday, which I absolutely love as a track. Guitar, the guitar on that track's great. I mean, I think I think it's a twelve-string uh, string guitar that Homie plays on that one, and there's sort of like a dance, almost discoy feel to that. And um, the backing vocals, you know, there's also some um, some female backing vocals on that one, and and there's a yeah, there's a sort of irony to to that to the sort of upbeat nature of that song. Um, in the way that he's sort of talking about the sort of the Sunday of his career, that he's made it to this Sunday afternoon of his of his career in a way, and um, there's lots of sort of irony in the in the in the lyrics, like as this house is as slick as a senator's statement and stuff like that. Just little quips that he that he adds in there that are great. Um, because and also the two tracks before that, um, American Valhalla and In the Lobby, also touch on this idea of mortality and sort of coming to the end. Um, of, you, of, of his career, but they're all done in a, in, in you know, not in a sort of, um, not in the kind of Johnny Cash sort of sort of style of, no. of you can. It, it's it's a much more, yeah, it's much more Iggy Pop, I guess. Uh, yeah, I mean, what like you said, Sundays, this very sort of classic Josh Homme guitar lead, this kind of very quick fretting, but a very simple, 
or a very sort of minute kind of guitar melody and yeah i mean sunday it, it does have that you know about his career and stuff but it also feels like one of those kind of broadly sort of anti-work things that you can sort of get along with like people mm. like listening to it's kind of about you know going to work and the kind of waiting for sunday and yeah um yeah i think american Valhalla's. i love the the chorus the kind of yeah it's great it's it's a lot slower and it does have this kind of very maximalist sort of very loud yeah it's just incredible sort of booming vocal yeah it's it you know you you, you might complain on some albums when something feels overproduced where a vocal is sort of turned up but on on that it's um when he's sort of asking where is american valhalla it is um it's great and also the you know touching on the idea of his legacy that the lyric about i've nothing but my name um which then becomes sort of isolated at the end i think is um one of the the sort of poignant moments on the thing where he's really sort of you know you know, there's there's an irony, I think, to when he's saying stuff like he's America's greatest living poet and and stuff like that. I think um, the I have nothing but my name thing, kind of, yeah. There's there's a lot of moments on the album where he's sort of touching on his sort of, you know, the the fame that he's had and the sort of twists and turns in his career and stuff, and and maybe some of the mistakes he's made as well, and and. Yeah, it's it's well done on that track. American Ballad is a great track, and In the Lobby is a great track. I think the first five songs are just I, I really enjoy them. Mm. I did wonder actually if the album was overproduced. I was thinking about that kind of as a. I don't think it is, but I think that's because there's such a rawness and such a simplicity to like all the instrumentals, so you don't sort of get lost in the sort. Of, it is very sort of maximalist and punchy, and it's very in your face. But I think that's really to its credit most of the time it's yeah i think as a sort of um i think anyone looking for an iggy album like even if they were like old fans of stuff you know just or listen to just like classic rock and stuff like that i think it's got this very instant appeal i think yeah definitely yeah and i think that is to do with um yeah some of the strength of those early tracks and um stuff you mentioned vulture um before which is a i think a, a good song actually and a song that i enjoy on the back end of the album um which has got like that sort of odd sort of western feel to it with 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 sort of um like sort of sharply plucked acoustic guitars it's yeah. um it's great actually and the um the sort of howls of vulture as it as the song climbs to its its sort of climax is is great and one of the few moments where Iggy's vocal touches into the, the touches into the sort of old the, the old sort of shrieks and howls of the Stooges days, which is I think it's well done. Yeah, and I, it's very these very simple rhymes like it's breath um, it smells like death and stuff. It's kind of mm. this kind of gothic, kind of brutal, and yeah, it's got this kind of lumbering sense like a lot of the songs, but not in a bad way. It's kind of yeah, and it is a uh, an image that I associate obviously with Josh Homme because because of them crooked vultures. Um, but yeah, it definitely fits the kind of themes of death and but in a kind of stylized, quite um, hyper sort of 
a comical way. It's this kind of classic image of, of death and of kind of meaninglessness and worthlessness, just this vulture picking away at stuff. And yeah, it's great. And I think I think tracks like German Days and, and Chop well, Chocolate Drops is good actually, but German Days I wasn't as as big a fan of. Yeah, I'm 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 the same. And and possibly Chocolate Drops as well, although I don't think either tracks are like sort of um sort of like dreadful or anything, but um, maybe the it loses some of the momentum that the other tracks um did. Yeah, I thought German Days is is alright, but um I like the guitar on it. I think that like I was saying before that the um and some of the backing vocals on there as well of, of homies I think are still sort of are good. And then Chocolate Drops for me, I just I don't particularly like the um the sort of the when you get to the bottom you're near the top. Uh, where shit turns into chocolate drops, sort the of lyric. Metaphor. <laughs> yeah, the, the 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 central conceit of the sort of music industry and and stuff. I, I think that other tracks do it better, but um, it's not. It's kind of fun and it's kind of sleazy and and um, yeah. Yeah. And, go on. Oh, sorry, we're going to talk about Paraguay. Well, yeah, I was, but you. you no, 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 I through. don't really have anything to say. Uh, yeah, I mean, Paraguay is great, and it's a. Uh, a great closer it's really got this because it's quite a sharp album i think and quite like it doesn't doesn't outstay its welcome and paraguay's got this what it does is it takes advantage of the fact that it's at the end of the album it's a sort of closer it kind of has it leans into this excess you've kind of got the base of the song and then and then it kind of drops out instrumentally and just everything's and then it's just a sort of talking section of iggy sort of um eulogizing about modern culture and um, just having a big old rant about laptops and stuff and it's very amusing and funny and because the those sort of driving guitars and bass are there it's kind of really compelling even though like the vocal is, is kind of so loose and so out there but yeah perfectly performed and it's great to listen to yeah i love i love the sort of turn from the sort of very breezy Californian um, beach-like guitars in the first half, and um, I didn't quite like the tune of of the sort of escapism of Paraguay. Um, and then, yeah, that just that change into the sort of the thumping drums and the, that chant in the background is great. Um, another example of some fantastic production, actually, in the in the chant and the uh, instrumentation. And yeah, you know a lot of the lyrics towards the end, you know, when he says, I want to be your basic clod and, you know, it tells you to stick your laptop up your, in your mouth, your fucking phony two-faced, three-timing piece of turd and stuff like that. I mean, you can't... Yeah, but like as you said before, it's done in such a sort of ridiculous way that it is... Um, that it's great. And, um, yeah, it's a fantastic sort of end to an album that... Um, yeah, like you said, it is very punchy and and great to listen to, and and um, yeah, it's an interesting mark in a, in a very very interesting career of of all sorts of twists and turns, like I was saying before. Um, but yeah, great song to finish on. Mm. Yeah, it's an odd career, I guess. Did you listen to Free? Well, yeah, I was going to mention that I did listen to Free. He's, I think, maybe two years ago. Um, I think he collaborated with some like jazz musicians and on that one, and 
I actually quite like, quite enjoyed it. Um, but yeah, because I mean, I think I mentioned before that this feels like it like, felt like a sort of towards the end of the career record, but it's clear that he's not stopped. It's no. clear that he's, he's still going on and, and free actually feels like quite a, quite a good step, another good record. And and I mentioned before we started that I was listening to his stuff with Underworld, um, yeah. which is, uh, which is quite fun. Um, what did you think of Free? Oh, I haven't listened to it. Have you not? Well, I think, I think, yeah, I think it's in 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 line to a degree with with this record. You can kind of see that there is a focus on some of the production and and consistency in his vocal and stuff. And and yeah, it feels feels good. I went back and listened to Apre, like I mentioned before, the the, the sort of French covers record. Um, which is actually okay and quite good fun. And um, yeah, it's just, I mean, it's just a career that, I don't know, I sometimes see those like films, like there's like sort of those horror films starring Iggy Pop and like a tiger in like some sort of random mansion and stuff like that. There's all sort the kind of things that have, you know, got like half a star in in the rating on on Amazon Prime. He's, He's, I think he's done... He's done it all, okay. Ziggy. Um, but yeah, I think we, I think these two albums are a, uh, a highlight in his career. And definitely, I mean, the, he definitely came back into um, consciousness a little bit just through, you know, a big tour and being on telly. And, and this album was successful, got into like the top five or something like that. So yeah, he's an interesting, um, with an interesting life. Mm, yeah, it's. it's, it's quite a long time between like the albums I've actually listened to because the eighties and the nineties and the two thousands are sort of a blind spot. That's quite a long mm. period of time. And he was such an early sort of figure, even in, in sort of rock and roll, I guess, in terms of just being proto sort of garage and punk and yeah. So, I mean, we can still go back to the stages, I think on an episode because they're so, uh, culturally important and like they're they are a separate entity almost so. mm. yeah definitely i mean you can't beat them but yeah you're right there's that big the yeah, 80s and 90s is a sort of weird time in the 2000s and the whole stooges you know um reunion and stuff as well that that um that was kind of a weird weird sort of blip as well um but yeah we'll definitely talk about stooges sometime because they're great and we love them. Yeah, I have listened to Kill City actually. That's the eighties album I have listened to, but I enjoy. But other than that, yeah, there's little, there's 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 tracks I know of and stuff, but no no album or anything like that. But uh, there's probably some stuff in there that's that's quite that's probably been missed. But um, yeah, and there's like songs he did with like Peaches and stuff like that that I've seen and and and. Great mu- There's a great music video for that as well. I, I can't remember the name of the chat, but it, it's it's great. I've, have you got a quiz? No. Well, I have. Good. And you're going to like it. I'm sure. My quiz is on honorific nicknames in music. So Iggy Pop, um, you know, renowned as the godfather of punk. Right, okay. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you the name, say, you know, the godfather of, of Jingle Jangle, and you're going to tell me yeah. whoever that is. Okay, uh, good. So I've got five, actually, because I enjoyed making it, so I'm, I'm going to test you. Okay. 
And it's good because you've not got to quit it. I think it works quite well. So, number one, the godfather of Britpop. Oh. Um, right, so... Mm, I have no idea. <laughs> right, so Britpop. Um, well, this is difficult because I feel like it wouldn't be one of like the main two, three, four Britpop Yeah, bands, I think it is. Actually, it is actually quite a difficult quiz, this, really, thinking about it. But, um, yeah, it's not um, obvious. I was going to go, it, like... Mm, Ian Brown or something. No, want, it's not Ian Brown. I want to go before Britpop. I didn't want to go like Blur or Oasis. Or something. Would you like me to tell you? Yes, I would. Ray Davies. Mm, uh, mm. Okay. <laughs> All right. A stretch, I think. A little bit of a stretch. Of that I mean, one. I get it, but I also think when I listen to like Blur or something, I always think the comparison I'd make is Small Faces. So. Yeah. I, I get it. I get it. Um, kind of. I think he's, I think mainly just a British pop artist there. They've gone for a pop yeah, rock I mean, artist, sort of. A bit of a lazy one. What about the Beatles or something? <laughs> I don't know. Like, Ray Davis is great. But it's that's like, that's your favourite question, that. What about the Beatles? <laughs> is that more, much more integral to Britpop? It doesn't, I don't know. Anyway, that one's, there's four more of these. So don't get angry at the first one. You've got a long way to go. Right. Okay, so Iggy Pop's the godfather of punk. Who do you think the godmother of punk is? Oh, well, I mean, okay, so you've got Joan Jett. That would be in... But is she too late, though? Or... Well, I will give you a clue. There's actually two here. And if you could get them both, that would be amazing, but I would accept either. Mm, okay, I guess Susie Sue's kind of too late. Um, so Joan Jett and then... I guess Lydia Lunch is more like No Way. Um I mean, just who... stick with the one. I feel like I'm forcing you to get loads. Oh, I'll go Joan Jett. Um, you are correct. Joan Jett is one of the two. Patty Smith was the other. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I did well there. I'll, I mean, that's that's exciting. Mm. Number three, the Mod Father. I'd have to say that's um, the the dude from the Who, um, Roger Daltrey. No, no, Paul Weller. Isn't the Who mod? Is that? Good? I mean, they are, mate. I mean, so is so is Ray Davies and the Kinks. I don't. There's no real rhyme or reason to who gets mm, called because what. Because I, I feel like <laughs> I feel like the jam are a bit later than these pants. It's difficult. Yeah, I think I think Paul Wellers. I think he's just. I think so associated. He is with the, the uh, yeah, definitely. That's why he's the mod father. But I also think the Who are quite quite definitively associated with mod culture. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, you can take it up with the honorific nickname in Music Board. Um, yeah, what is this website? These are all from Wikipedia. <laughs> Quite a lot of fun scrolling through them. I've stuck with sort of um, ones related to the podcast, but go and have a look. There's some fantastic ones, like Japanese soul ones and, and oh. all sorts. All right, number four, the godfather of grunge. Oh, the thing is, when we're choosing the Godfather, is it's like you're either picking the most iconic figure or you're trying to pick the sort of earliest one. So, I mean, the obvious one would probably be Kurt Cobain. There's also mm -hmm. um, people like Frank Black, um, mm -hmm. you know, other sort of huge grunge. I'll be things. really, dis I'll be really disappointed if you don't get this one. Well, okay, I'll go Kurt Cobain. It's Neil Young. But why? You know, is this, this is the kind of thing you'd say as well, isn't it? I don't know. He's I, well. Everyone knows that, Jim. Come on. I haven't, I haven't listened to him, so I don't know. 
Yeah, but he, he, it's just that, uh, well, anyway, you've got one to rescue this. The Pope of Mope. What's Mope? Just being sad? This <laughs> I've never heard this until today. Oh, Morrissey. Pope, it is Morrissey, the Pope okay. of Mope. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> Isn't it? Isn't it really good? In fact, that made me think, oh, yeah, I'll do this as a quiz. The Pope of Mope. From now on, that's what I'm going to call Morrissey. Okay. Well, it was difficult. And I think because they vary so much in the criteria, like obviously mm. yeah. the Neil Young one makes sense, but then that's in complete opposition to the one that chooses Paul Weller as the mod for. Yeah. Yeah. That's fine. That is true. It's a good yeah. compendium of names. And, yeah. So they, I mean, that was a more a fun way to end uh, mm. this week's episode. Yeah. It was good. And I'm excited to do something else next week, obviously. Yeah, yeah I, look, I look forward to, to see what you choose. Mm, yeah, well, thanks for listening, everyone, and we'll see you next time. Yeah, see you next week.